Welcome into the Dad Verb Podcast. Excited to be here today on this episode. Uh, we're going to be catching up with you guys here, and we're going to be chatting about um, fostering a love for reading, uh, trying to get our kids to read a little bit more, uh, talking about positive parenting discipline techniques, which is something that uh, I'm actually currently kind of struggling with. Uh, so this might be more of an episode of me asking for help <laughs> uh, and and the like. And then we're going to uh, be sharing my kind of experiences with some news that I had uh, recently. But uh, first, we got to do our sick check. I'm joined by my co-host, Ben and Andrew Saunders. How you guys doing? And uh, how's everyone with their health? Ben, let's start with you, man. Good. Uh, we're doing really well in our household. Fortunately, uh, we actually all just got over some additional sicknesses. So um, over the last couple episodes, I've shared my daughter has started daycare. Um, and we think there was a bout of RSV that went through our house. Um, oh, so, like uh, everybody had, mm, you know, mm, cough, RSV. cold, just generally uncomfortable. Um, but fortunately, yeah. hers was if it was that it was super mild, um, just cough, boogers, you know, light, light temperature. Uh, and we're all kind of on the up and up, but now, uh, she's decided to sprout a couple of top teeth. So oh. as soon as we're done being sick, now we're, now we're pulling in some new, uh, incisors. So, so for over a month here, I'm, I'm ready for that to be done. Um, <laughs> oh, she's not pushing those puppies in quick. <laughs> so how's everything with you, Andrew? Uh, we're good. We're good. Um, that's awesome. That's mom awesome. has a little bit of the sniffles, maybe hay fever, maybe just moving blues, right? House full of new dust. Who knows? Mm. She's not sick, but she's definitely doing the like dry cough all the time thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's well, going on. Kids are good, but the youngest one is she just got the bottom two. And she's working on some other ones. And so it's nothing but frozen fruit and ice cubes and screaming yeah. in my life when it comes to teething. So, no, I know how that goes. <laughs> uh, well, on my end, uh, our kids have been healthy ish uh, just today. Uh, or, yeah, no, more like yesterday. It sounded like just like coughing incessantly. I'm like, oh, here it goes. Here we go. This is about to start. And then, like, today there was like not. So, I'm like, was that a false alarm? So, I don't know, but um, yeah, for the most part, I think that uh, we're good. We're without incidents. And uh, I do have to say, as usual, um, on my end, there's a delay with the Wi-Fi. Uh, So uh, if there's any sort of awkward pauses uh, with uh, Ben and Andrew getting back to any sort of – or there's like uh, like us talking over each other, which always happens, uh, that's my fault. It's entirely my fault, so go ahead and expect that. Uh, The only person who's kind of sick is not really sick – uh, it would be me, and it's because I'm uh, recovering from getting the snip. Got my vasectomy on Friday, mm. and I am uh, – we are officially done uh, w- with our kiddos. This is a decision that I actually said that I would do back in like 2017 when we had our first. Like, hey, when we're done, I'm getting the snip. Um, so maybe we'll do like a full episode about that. I know, Ben, that was kind of – wasn't that something that you talked about as well? Yeah. Yeah, my buddy just got his done. A couple of mine have had theirs done. And uh, I am trying to get mine scheduled before the end of the year because we we also have decided we are uh, done it too. So, you know, my wife has been through enough. It's time for me to, to step up and, you know, go under the knife a little <laughs> yep. bit for uh, to to make our 
you know, make our family plans a little more solid. Dude, I'll I, um, you know, here, so, <laughs> so fun, fun thing. I, there, well, there well, okay, decision I didn't, after March, I didn't live stream the whole thing, but I, <laughs> I do have the whole procedure on camera. Uh, and I had a mic on me no. and I was basically like looking at the camera the whole time <laughs> and just about my entire experience. And I don't know how to edit this so that I don't get like, <laughs> like some sort of like strike on my account and get demonetized on YouTube. But I'm trying to figure it out because like, I think it's going to be a helpful video. I mean, the video is still in progress. I've been doing like a daily diary of kind of like, okay, here's what I'm feeling. Here's the recovery. Here's what it is. So um yeah but overall mm -hmm. really tolerable like the procedure I itself think you put that minutes. up on the on the course i that would be actually a really really good thing uh in case guys are interested in that i i'll i'll i should cut that for the course as well and and upload it i do need to make some uploads to the course on yeah. that note um but yeah the uh the procedure itself was literally 10 minutes uh the I, my full video from beginning to end was 13 minutes so um it, yeah, it was it was uh, a ten minute procedure, and it like the worst it felt for me was the equivalent of like someone kind of uh -oh. taking a rubber band and stretching it a bit, and then just kind of like lightly like flinging it on you. It, it wasn't even that bad. Like I, I didn't really wince. I like look looked at the playback, and I was like, mm. this isn't that bad. So um, for me, my experience has actually been really positive. No pain, a little discomfort post, but. For the most part, pretty good. Uh, if you guys have any questions about it, you comment on YouTube or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I'd say overall, pretty positive experience. It was, you know, it wasn't scalpel. It was a tool that they used, and it, I'll I'll go over the whole thing. But it was really a good experience, and there was just like no pain at all. So I feel like Andrew just got done describing that scene from The Sopranos where Tony Soprano's like, "This guy just won't break," and he calls up Hash, and Hash goes, "Finish his bris." <laughs> and Tony goes, really? Yeah. And then, like, the guy finally breaks and gives them what they want. Like, that was what you just described. That entire. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So what uh, what so... I keep hearing is the thought of it is scarier than the experience. That's exactly it. That's exactly right. So, it's, um, yeah, you, you're leading up to it. It's just kind of scary. Yeah. And, and honestly, the lead up to me for me wasn't even that bad because I was, I've been so bogged down with like work. I do like so much like freelance video work um for different clients and i've just been so underwater mm -hmm. that like friday morning came like oh, damn i gotta all right yeah, i gotta go uh so <laughs> i like totally <laughs> it almost like slipped my radar so <laughs> my wife was there and it was you know, it was good so anyway she's going um, you are not blowing off this doctor's appointment you will yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i gotta wait like a few months for like the all clear i have to go back and like i think it's like eight to 12 weeks yeah, something like that and do a test and got to do the test to make sure that you know i'm firing blanks uh until then you know got to keep using you know the condams and all that stuff uh lest she we have an uh-oh so um yeah yeah it's um still pretty exciting so just it's been icing the balls so yeah <laughs> yeah Hey man, excellent get, way to start the some, podcast you get some, I'm glad ex, that was... some extra couch time that's not too bad dude right. yeah it's been it, it, but the, it's what's been so hard is i feel guilty you know if i'm not like engaging i'm just like literally sitting there i was just uh, sitting there playing zelda doing whatever like the doctor's like you can't lift anything over 10 pounds like i'm sure I'm, i'll be fine but like 
I don't. I'm like scared that like my little stitch will like come under. I don't know. Something's gonna happen uh, because like, the way that they did it was they snit the vas deferens, and then one end is cauterized, and the other end they actually stitched. Uh, and the reason that they did that is for at least their technique um, is um, in case it wanted to be reversed. There's a possibility that they could like reverse it. You know, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, how about with there's how about we never have that possibility because we're sure we're done. He's like, yeah, it's just the way we do it. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, there's like a little stitch. It's dissolvable and all that. And then they weigh that yeah. they, they like snip it and then they like hide it under this one like layer of tissue or whatever. And then they stitch. So it's a, it's a really interesting. It was actually really fascinating. It's, it, it was fun. But anyway, yeah, I, I've been sitting around doing nothing, playing Zelda, just chilling, playing a lot of Marvel Snap. And uh, yeah, and just like really relaxing because the first couple of days were tender. And every time I get up, I was just like, Ugh. so. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel like I'm in a pretty good state right now. But um, anyway, uh, if we're cool, let's dive into our first segment here, and let's, let's dive. In, let's dive into positive discipline techniques. Now, this is something that I continue to struggle with because it's really hard when you have just like these rowdy kids, rowdy toddlers. It's really you just like just get on your nerves, man. You just like, what the heck's going on? And you have to tread this balance of you know setting them straight teaching them what's right what's wrong what to do what not to do without you know spanking or you know because yelling can only get you so far uh and you know when you when your kid is it's a difference when your kid respects you and then there's a difference when your kid fears you you know what i mean and for us just because they're in line and obeying it it's like oh they're, they're respecting they're understanding but are they doing that because they respect you or because they fear you and that's where i'm currently struggling with uh with with colin in particular my, my middle i just feel like i just i don't know how to talk to him in a way I've just, i don't know what i'm doing you know what i mean i feel like my other two i'm like i got this i just i don't know so like for you guys obviously you know the day-to-day it's hard but mm-hmm. positive discipline techniques what are some ways that you guys go about that please teach me how i can reach my kid better <laughs> The three-month-old really, or the six-month-old really doesn't respond well to any verbal cues at this point. So yeah. I'm going to go with yeah. that one's out. And nothing yeah. coming from her. Yeah. I mean, discipline um, is, and nothing's going to happen before, like, the age of, like, two, I feel like. There's just no, like, it's kind of right. hard to teach, you know? I mean, we've got a lot. So our oldest is coming up on 19 months, 20 months. Uh, she was born in February, so 19, 19 months-ish. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she um, she will respond to no, and she she she's starting to comprehend all of the, like, you can't touch that. That's dad's. Like, that's dad's mm-hmm. works really well, and she, she hasn't started the rebellion yet. Where we're at is the, I don't want to do what you said, but I don't have another response, so I just flop on the floor and scream. Yeah. And that's the one that's like, I didn't say you couldn't keep going down the stairs. I said, you can't pick up the screwdriver from the shelf by the stairs, right? Like this isn't the (laughs) moment to lay down on the stairs. We're all trying to go downstairs. Um, Yeah. So that's where we're struggling, Mm -hmm. but it's, yeah. uh, I don't know. We're we're trying our best to explain things. 
here's why i feel like one of the main tips that i heard um when i think it was from maybe it was big little feelings but it's uh in some of those moments our default is to automatically tell them what they can't do uh you know don't put that in your mouth don't do that and i think uh one redirect was to try to tell them what they can do right so instead of like you know if if they're if they're constantly like chewing up certain like i don't know toys or whatever you don't want them like chewing up toys instead of like don't do that stop that don't do that it's more just kind of like hey uh this isn't for chewing it's for and then you know it's for playing like this and you demonstrate or you know it it, there are ways to redirect and and tell them what they are allowed to do with certain things instead of you know uh slapping and making noise what they can do instead is to and then you know show just uh an alternate way yeah i i tell you what my nephews didn't hear the word no until they hit kindergarten Mm -hmm. their teachers were the first ones to tell them no they couldn't do something and that was a nightmare those two boys do Mm -hmm. to this day do not understand the concept of stop and no like Mm -hmm. uh funny little anecdote and then i'll give i'll give ben a chance here uh we went to a family vacation they were playing with pool noodles and having a pool noodle fight right as you do as a at nine eight year old boy anyway and they hit me with the pool noodle and i said if you hit me with that pool noodle again i'm gonna take it from you and i'm gonna hit you with the pool noodle and they thought that was hysterical so they hit me with the <laughs> pool noodle and i grabbed it and i smacked him with it and he was like <laughs> <laughs> what just happened to me and his dad goes he warned you that's called a consequence yeah. and mm-hmm. mom is over there like you just hit my kid with a pool noodle and dad's <laughs> like no no he said exactly what was gonna happen and it was right okay nine-year-old kid i didn't spank him i hit him with a pool noodle calm down internet he's yeah. fine there were not even a mark yeah but it was a moment in this kid who had not heard no for most of his life. So yes. anyway, sorry, just a weird parents. That's a, yeah, that's late. Like, gosh, man. Yeah. That's definitely late. I think, uh, <laughs> it gets, it gets worse. Mom, mom won't let her kids do chores. That's weird. Well, that's to me, a challenge. Man. Yeah. That's they yeah. don't, they don't know how to pick everything up. They yeah, don't. No, you're they don't have chores. Not a thing. Yeah, no, you're doing a disservice mm-hmm. to your kids. You're raising mm-hmm. some messed up mm-hmm. kids, man. So, yeah, anyone who's listening to this podcast, like, don't wait. Luckily, luckily, like 100 percent of the listeners of this podcast are. Well, I say almost 100 percent. Like, they don't have kids that are like they're like they're they're all younger. So like, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, getting yep. on the ground level early on, you got to start instilling that stuff early on. You know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because yep. I feel like the Instagram moms. They would instantly just be like, I don't know. I feel like it's just the difference between dads and moms when yeah. it comes to like consequence and oh, all that. Okay. We got to give Ben a moment here, but remind yeah, yeah, me yeah. about Old Dads, the movie. Oh, oh, yeah. I do want to see that one. That's on my uh, my list yeah. of stuff I want to watch. That's Bill Burr, right? Um, like, <clears throat> so in our household, it's so my kids are between your two kids' ages, right? So my mm-hmm. son is three, um, our daughter is. Uh, eight months she'll be nine months next month um so with her there's not a lot of discipline she's starting to hear the word no just because she's exploring a lot so she's opening cabinets she's opening drawers so we're having to teach the first one is gentle hands so the grabbing pulling right like she doesn't know her own strength so we're learning gentle hands and how to be nice to people 
Um, the second one is, you know, no, that's that's not safe or or whatnot. For the most part, we let her explore and figure things out. But if we get to a point where there's something dangerous, then obviously we say no. The the challenging one is our three year old. Um, incredibly smart, lots of big feelings, um, really picks up on behavior and emulates. And so one of the big things early on we found is like in those moments where we were super frustrated with him and we started to raise our voice where he would like escalate, right? Like he would kind of give something to us. He'd start pushing a boundary. And I would think, you know, maybe raising my voice is going to kind of knock him out of the, this idea that he can just do whatever he wants. He learned really quickly that he can yell back. Right. Mm. Like, so mm. as soon as somebody raises their voice, he just <clears throat> gives it right back. Like there's no fear. Mm. And I, one, I actually think that's a good thing, right? He's not afraid of being like physically harmed. And so he's really learning and understanding his boundaries at that point of like, what, am, what am I okay to do inside the house? Like, is it okay for me to yell? And that's a big thing that we realize is like yelling, isn't going to help. It is frustrated as I am in the moment, as angry as I am yelling at him is not going to make it any better because mm -hmm. he's either going to yell back or he's going to withdraw into himself and he's not going to trust me at that point. Mm -hmm. And so one of the big things we say in our house all the time, and I say this to my kids constantly is if I'm asking my son not to do something, I will ask him what my number one job is. I say, Lincoln, what's my number one job? And he has to repeat back to me to keep me safe because that is, that's my number one job is to keep him safe. And so then I proceed to explain to him, okay, the thing you're doing isn't safe. Either here's an alternative, right? A redirect, you can do X, Y, or Z. You can't swing your wooden sword at your sister's head. Like we can, <laughs> but we can do this instead, right? Like she can play this kind of game. Um, you know, you can't wrestle with her. You can't do these other things. Um, so we'll try to redirect him to something a little bit more positive. And one of the things that, that we found works really well, and I think is the, the biggest challenge that we talk about a lot on this podcast is in the moments where I want to raise my voice or lose my cool or yell at him, either one, he's going to mirror that straight to me, but he also has an opportunity and I have an opportunity for him to mirror a positive behavior. So the other morning, I'll give you an example. The other morning, I'm changing my daughter. I'm getting the kids ready for school. We are like 40 minutes late for where we need to be. Like, I'm trying to get to my office. I'm trying to get the kids hustled out the door. And I look over and my three-year-old is getting himself undressed. Like, I just got him <laughs> dressed. He is now taking his clothes off. And the logic in his head was he needs to eat breakfast. He doesn't want to get breakfast food on his wake-up clothes so he wants to put his pajamas back on uh -huh. so that those can get dirty so that he can then have clean clothes that's to actually go to pretty school. smart so, like, though the thought process like isn't wrong right yeah it's right. not wrong but in the moment where i'm like i have a screaming eight month old he's looking at me and just taking his pants off and I'm like, it's just chaos. <laughs> and I, we felt it. So I was like, Lincoln, you know, stop getting addressed. Stop getting addressed. I kept saying it over and over and over again. No. And he kept getting more frustrated. No, dad, I want to put my clothes on so that I don't get them dirty, blah, blah, blah. And it just kept like, okay, one up, one up, one up. And mm. each of us kept getting louder and louder. 
until he yelled at me. Like he just let fly with like this, everything he had in his little body yelling at me because I wasn't listening to what he had to say. And in that moment, I turned around and I took a deep breath and I was ready to just lay into him. And the first two words got out and I lit it. I went Lincoln just. And as soon as I felt that happen, and this has taken until now to be able to do this. Yeah. But as soon as that yell started, something in my brain said, this is not what you want to do because like it, it this isn't going to work. It's not going to make any yeah. difference. I'm going to scream at him. He's going to cry. Right. It's going to break down the relationship. Like it's not yeah. good. And I, I was able to stop myself mm. and I did exactly what I tell him to do. I stopped. I turned around. I kept doing what I was doing. And I just took, I counted from five. I took three big, deep breaths. And he, he looked at me and said, you know, dad, what are you doing? I said, I'm very upset. I'm taking a breath so that I can reset before I talk to you again. And it like, it just mm. took the whole thing down a couple notches. And I said, explain to me why you're not putting your clothes on. And then he explained it and he was like, okay. And I said, you know what, why don't we eat something that's not messy? And then we can wear our wake up clothes. And it was just that. And he was like, oh, okay. And he got his clothes back on. We went downstairs. We were still super late, but we got out the door and everything was fine. And so using things like that and trying to practice them over and over again of like, if I'm telling my kid he needs to take a deep breath when he's upset, I need to be doing the same thing. Right. And it sounds yeah. like hokey, but the more I do it, the more I'm able to catch those moments where I'm like, I feel that stress or anxiety or that, uh, that escalation. And I can go, okay, like, how can we fix this? Like mm -hmm. one, is it a big deal, which we've talked about a couple of times on the podcast? Like, is it really worth me getting mad about? Or is it just like an ego thing or a respect thing or whatever? Yeah. Or is there a different way I can handle this by like reframing it, calming myself down, showing him that you have the ability to control yourself mm. and then finding another path forward. Yeah. That, that takes a lot of time uh, to be able to, uh, to build up that understanding within yourself uh, to, to basically like rage quit on a rage uh, and, and just like breathe a little bit. Uh, that, that takes a lot of time. And I commend you on that. Cause that's, that's, that's not, something that, mm -hmm. that it doesn't that, work most of the time there's a I lot mean, of times where like i you get to that point and i just <laughs> want to yell and it comes out mm. but what i've what i figured out is every time i've yelled i immediately regret it as Dude. soon as because mm. you see your kid just like deflate mm -hmm. and you're like oh man and then you got to go through um one one thing we can talk about i i put some resources in the show notes but one thing yeah. we can talk about is this idea of repair so when like oh. we're going to make mistakes parents yell everybody's going to yell at some point at their kid and you're going to probably feel terrible about it. Mm -hmm. And it's what you do next that matters. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, sometimes it's not even the discipline in the moment. It's like, okay, we all went overboard. How do we fix it? Yeah. Um, right. And so yeah. I don't know if we want to jump into that or if you've got anything else you want to add, Andrew. I do. Oh, so I, I, I did want to point out <laughs> one thing that, uh, sorry, again, there's this delay on my end. I'm so sorry. Uh, so, um, it's really hard for me at the moment because with our first with Henry, the kid has always been a very verbal kid and he can communicate mm -hmm. his emotions effectively, what's bothering him. And, and there's a good back and forth. 
the problem that I'm currently having with our with Colin is he has always been just a nonverbal kid. And that's always been a very difficult thing. Uh, and he has a very difficult time articulating feelings through words. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If, I, I guess that's in part because he's just delayed speech, all that. But uh, like recently, I'll, I've done everything that I could to try to uh, talk to him. This just sounds mm-hmm. so bad, but like, like everything he does is just like wrong. Like everything. <laughs> just constantly just making the wrong choice so like yesterday for example right i'm get uh, i'm getting him ready for his soccer game right and uh i'm de- i'm in his room with him and i'm getting him dressed and i said hey buddy uh, uh let's come downstairs and uh follow me downstairs and i'm gonna go ahead and uh, get your shin guards on okay he says all right so he i pre- i start going downstairs and i turn around and notice he's, he's not following me and uh, <laughs> and i'm like where'd you and then uh, I go back up and he's in this closet right by the bathroom and he's like shuffling in between the two, just getting like a bunch of toys and like starts playing. And then and I'm just like, what, what disconnect happened? And then I said, and I took a knee and I tried to get on his level because that's just one thing that I've, you know, always done. It, it does work, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of get on their level. You don't want to stand down and talk. So I got on his level, took a knee. I was like, hey, bud, do you remember what I asked you to do? And he's just like, uh, go downstairs and get my shin guards. I said, okay. And what did you do? And he goes, I play in my womb. I said, okay. Why did you do that? And he just goes, because. And then, like you know, I just he. You know, I don't know why he just didn't want to. You know, I don't. I don't know. So I'm yeah. like, buddy, this we're running more late. Fun. You know, and and mind you, I'm not angry or whatever. I mean, I I feel like my my I feel like I've been kicked in the nuts, you know. So I'm just in pain, and also like trying to get down, get up and down. Like I don't want to do this, you know. So I'm just like calm. I'm like, listen, I just want to like just sit and relax. Uh, but here I am trying to. So I'm like calling. So I was just trying really trying to understand him. It's like, call. So why did you do that? Just you know, where should you be? You should be downstairs getting your shin guards, right? Yeah. And then he starts to basically hyperventilate. And then break down, and and it's been like mm-hmm. a recurring thing where I'm just like, okay, clearly I've done, not like I I've never like hit him right. Uh, there's certainly been yeah. a fair share of like calling, you know, all that, you know, let's go, let's hurry up, right? Yeah. But I think it's gotten to this point where mm-hmm. he just he just he fears me, you know, and I hate that feeling, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can ask like, hey, uh, do you uh, are you going to a soccer game? On my soccer game, I was like, I'm actually not going. I'm just going to get you dressed. He goes, woo. I'm like, damn. He doesn't want me at a huh. soccer game, man. What the hell am I doing wrong? It's, so, and, and it, it's the and anticipation I, of your response. I think that I, that is what it it's is. An, and I feel it's like not him, you, it's anticipating whatever that and, is for him. And I think the response has always been some form of a correction. Like, Colin, you know, mm-hmm. here's what I think what I've done too much is just like here's what you've done wrong here's what you've done wrong here's what you've done wrong because <laughs> like as adults right that's how you fix it right if you're watching game film for a football game right here's what you did right you slid this way and you let you let you man through that's what your problem was okay i'll fix that okay i i that's mm-hmm. just not how kids process it, and that's specifically how colin doesn't process it henry is actually yeah. did, did fine with that you know um but yeah, I think yeah. that's where my struggle is. I feel like I, I default to a correction mode and it's really gotten him to just like mm-hmm. hate me for it. And mind you, I 
it, this isn't from like hitting, smacking or whatever. It's just like a constant. I'm the no dad and I'm the correction dad specifically with him. Uh, yeah, and that's where my, I, and I feel like I need to dial that back. You know what I mean? That's, that's really tough. Um, that's, so I guess I, I'm, I'm going to make an assumption here, right? Is mm-hmm. Colin, you're more sort of like emotionally sensitive kid. Like yes. just in general, does he seem to feel things a lot more? Yeah. So big time, you know, big one time. of the things I've noticed with our son who, who is very similar, like he feels things really deeply Yeah, is I think he picks up on anxiety and anxiousness mm. a lot more quickly than I realize because mm. for me, I know when I'm anxious, like is especially in the morning. So like I do morning routine for my kids. Like I'm my, my wife leaves super early. So like I have to get both kids ready and out the door. And that's a very stressful time to like try to make it like my office is like an hour away. It's a long yeah. drive. There's a bunch of traffic. My anticipation is like, I got to get the kids to school and then I'm going to go sit in traffic for an hour and then I'm going to be late to work and try to take these calls like as I'm going in. Um, and one thing I've noticed is that like my son is very adept at picking up on my anxiousness. So mm-hmm. as soon as I'm anxious about something or I get stressed about something, that's when it feels like he like pokes the bear. Like he mm-hmm. just pushes and pushes and pushes. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is like in my anxiety, I'm also focused on a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. So like I'm focused on his sister and his breakfast and this, that, and the other. And he's a kid that needs a lot of connection. Like he needs yeah. a lot of like, FaceTime and connection and needs to really know that you're paying attention to him. And I think that's where some of these behaviors come from is like either he doesn't feel like he's being heard. He picks up on my anxiety and just the only he feels it. And then the only way for him to get that out is to yell or like misbehave or do the opposite of what I'm asking, because that's also a time that like, I'm going to give him a lot of attention if he does the opposite of what I'm asking. Right. Like I'm going to sit down and go like, dude, come on, dude. It's wild Um, that you actually said that because it's so true. Like, um, like soccer, for example, right? Like we just want our mm -hmm. kids to just be exposed to different sports and all that stuff. But like Colin, like it's very clear that he just, he does not like sports. Right. And, um, and, Mm -hmm. I don't care. I just, I, you know, I don't care when lose. I don't care. Uh, Katie is very much the, the, the parent who kind of gets loud on the sideline. And, um, and it's funny because uh, there's one time where Colin goes up to her and he's like, do I have to score a goal today? And Katie's <laughs> like, no, you don't have to score a goal. Like, of course not. You're like what's that doesn't. Uh, and then, and he's like, okay, okay. And that anxiety that you talked about when he feels right. that anxiety and the pressure he becomes basically a shell of himself and he just stops. He just like stops. He does the complete opposite. Right. And that, um, well, and that makes sense as to why he would have gone in and like picked out his toys rather than go get ready for the game. Right. Like Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a distraction. It's a way to like walk away from the, like I don't feel good about it. Like, like Saunders said, anticipation, of mm-hmm. the challenge or whatever it is he's feeling that anxiety and so i kind of wonder too like if he like you said if he feels a lot of anxiety but there's no way to articulate it yeah and so it's either i avoid it or like you worry about you know 
what's happening around you and things that are kind of out of your control, which is, I mean, that's, that's a tough one to manage for a kid that young, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know my, my wife has, I'm not gonna say difficulty controlling her emotions, but she definitely has these moments where her emotions are like, okay, here's a great example. Cause it happened today. They run so, hot. They run hot. It's well, it's, it's that time of the month, yeah. right? She's got both girls. One's got a dirty diaper. The other one isn't eating. I'm doing something somewhere else. I don't remember. Like I wasn't sleeping. Like I was actively doing something. I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but I'm moving into a house. So it was something semi-important mm-hmm. anyway. The, and they're just going off and I hear her like top of her lungs right? What do you want? And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to stop what I'm doing and go to yeah. that location. Go, go, go check right? on that. And I used to use the words dads are magic, right? Because mm-hmm. I could walk in, pick up the girls, they'd stop crying and calm down. But I'm, I'm actually in a house with three very empathetic people. Mm-hmm. And it really is one of those situations where I just have to be calm, mm-hmm. right? Take the little one over, figure out if it's food, poop, tired i mean she's only got four modes right i just got to check all the boxes um and then by the time i'm done with her i can usually pick up the 18 month old and go okay why are we upset what do we need right and by then mom is like off somewhere else calming down um and and i think your son is exhibiting a lot of those same things right he doesn't know how to handle whatever his expectations of your emotions are and he's just responding mm-hmm. by avoidance, right? Because avoidance yeah. is the best, is the first tactic we all have yeah. run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I had a buddy whose kid did exactly that for years. He would hide under tables anytime it got a little too emotionally heavy for mm-hmm. him. Hmm. He would go to a different room. We'd find him under a table, under a desk, under, he just went to a corner and hid. And it, really took until he kind of hit puberty mm. and a lot of like as bad as this is going to say a lot of uncle andrew kind of poking the bear mm. like hey i know i made fun of you and i know that was upsetting and i know you're under the table because i made fun of you but come out here and let's like i'm not mad yeah, no one's yeah. upset with you like you're okay we're yeah. not gonna punish you right and he had to intellectually walk him through it and now if i throw like a verbal jab at him he just turns around and spits him right back to me right, <laughs> right and, yeah, yeah. and he's he's made that leap emotionally mm-hmm. um and it just took it took him until he was 12 13 to get there mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um that's, that's interesting yeah with uh, yeah it's, it's just hard man colin is just, it's it's so tough man you know it, it's and it, the the whole shin guard thing and all that like that was just one example like there's just yeah every every hour there's some sort of request and it's just kind of like nah i'm not gonna do that you know and it but if it's henry it's Mm. just like i'm on it dad you know so it's just two different kids and it's just hard when you like i you know you're not supposed to like pin them up against each other but like you know it just it just naturally happens you know i'm like damn it so it's (laughs) just so hard man Uh, it sounds weird but does he get alone time with you like does he get one we on do. one we 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 do but not enough uh and um 
I, I, that definitely is something that we gotta, I, I gotta push more, not just for him, but like literally for all of my kids. Right. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I think like with Henry, like I, there's more alone time. Like I play, you know, more card games with him. Right. Cause he's just, mm-hmm. um, he's, I, he's more, uh, I, I guess, uh, communicative. Right. Yeah. And there's a, there's an unrealized, uh, bias there. Right. It's like, right. oh, I can communicate better with him. So though there, you know, it's, you know, it, it's just like shy kids at school, you know, they just get ignored, get right. pushed to the corner and popular kids, you, just, you know, they just get the attention because they talk more. They've got the personality. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and I'm not saying that, you know, like my kid is just a push to the corner and he's a shy, dumb kid, you know, like that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. Uh, but, but you know, I mean, I think, I think as you're a parent of multiples too, like, and this is the thing that, you know, as my kids get a little bit older and their personalities develop, you start to realize it, you as you are a human being with a personality, right? Like you have interests, you have wants, desires, you have ways of dealing mm-hmm. with the world. Mm-hmm. And you will start to see those come out in your kids. Mm-hmm. And your kids will either have the the complementary versions of that, right? Like the things that align you well to be able to work together as a team or mm-hmm. just there's right. an ease of interaction. Yeah. And then there will be one of your kids where it's just not as e- it's not that you don't love them or that you think they're different or harder or whatever right. it is, mm-hmm. but you just don't align with them as well as another human being. Yeah, um, that's, you know, and yes. it may be their interests. It may just be. And that's that's something I think for parents is super hard to accept because we're always told, you know, you got to love your kids the same. Mm-hmm. And it's again, it's not that the well of love it's, is any different or any shallower for one kid over another Mm -hmm. um but you might relate to one a little bit easier than the other and so like you said there's sort of this unrealized bias where you're like oh well i'll just you know if i'm running out to the store i'll just take henry with me because it's just easier right like it's just Mm -hmm. i can in your mind you're still taking the load off of Mm -hmm. you know your partner which is true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but for you it's like it's just easier to do some of those things like i've that's one of the things I've, I've caught myself doing with our kids and I'm, I'm trying to be better about it yeah. is it's, it's obviously much easier to deal with the eight month old than it is the three-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so for me, That's I'm funny. like, I, right. I mean, she's, she's so easy to deal with. So it's just like, Oh, well, I'll put her to bed. I'll do her bath. I'll do this. I'll do that. Cause she's very cut and dry, right? Mm-hmm. Either feed her, change her, lay her down. She's good. Um, you know, and nighttime routine for a three-year-old is like an hour and a half. It takes a lot more work. And Mm. so it's trying to build that out of like, even though it's more difficult, I should challenge myself to take that on more Mm -hmm. um, because it actually ends up being easier for me than for my wife, just because of the way we kind of interact with our kids. Yeah. Um, It's easier for me to put them down for bed at night because it's more kind of cut and dry of like, okay, we read a book, we brushed our teeth, we're good to go. 10 minutes, your lights are out. Love you, buddy. See you in the morning. Um, You know, it's just less, less hectic. Have you ever tried the like, don't say no? So there's a, I watched this a while ago and my kids Mm. aren't old enough yet, but I have this plan already in place for you do a whole day where whatever request your kid makes, you just say yes. Yeah, it's like a yes like, day. Yep. To, yep. I want to go to the park. Okay. Yeah. I want to eat. Yep. Sp- what do you want for dinner? Spaghetti tacos. I have no idea yeah. what that means, but I'm making it right. Yeah. And yeah. It. It. Imp- so the thing that this person, the 
individual who's doing the post about it said was, I realized how many decisions my kids make in a day and how most of them are decisions I would approve of. But there were a few like spaghetti tacos that I went with. <laughs> All right, I'll make it. Is it something we're going to eat regularly? No, right. but right. was it a bad decision? Not really. I mean, carbohydrates, right. taco shell, like, sp- yeah. like it's not yeah. like you said, I want ice cream for dinner. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that might be one of those things where like you could take Colin out for four or five hours, right. On a Saturday and just have and a yes day with him. He gets what he it's a yes thing for him so that yeah. he feels empowered and his experiences with dad are not corrections. Yes. And they're not no. Right. Yeah. Like it, we can do whatever you want to do today, Colin. Right. For the next yeah. few hours, it's all you and it's and it's one on one time. So you two are bonding and getting closer. And you just have to have that conscious effort of whatever he wants, we're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and fig- and make it happen. Does well, that make sense? Oh no, it hundred percent makes sense. I um no, and I, that's that. I I have done some things like that to some extent, but um I think really try and like embrace a longer period of it where I really just kind of and uh, uh, rather than you know in addition to just like saying yes to you know some simple things, uh really just getting just more one on one time with him because I feel like I don't have it. And I, like right. when even for bedtime, you know, it's I, I I put them both down at the same time, and Henry just dominates. And there are times where I'm like I have like Henry, I'm down here with Colin, okay? Just let mm-hmm. me talk to Colin. Like Henry has a thousand questions. He just he just steamrolls <laughs> his brother. And and it's and it, Katie and I sometimes just like, dude, Henry's just and we love him. We love the kids so much. He's such a leader, but like he just steamrolls mm-hmm. his brother on a daily basis. And it just like I'm like realizing that like, damn man, like we just, we just are they give in the Henry same all bedroom? the attention, you know? It sucks. What's that? Yeah, they're in the same bedroom. Yeah, that maybe they need separate spaces. Uh, yes and no. That's a, that's a whole another. That topic. sounds I mean, torturesome, right? And that's a whole yeah. thing for you, but <laughs> yeah, but well, it might be one of those things where so and so goes to bed once they're asleep, the other one goes to bed, right? Yeah, so that yeah they get well, that unique time but listen we we've we've gone at length about me and my kids frankly i'm probably gonna have to edit this down a little bit so that it's not gonna feel so one-sided so lopsided uh but oh, no um for anyone who wants any more resources we're gonna have them linked in the show notes of this video as well as the comment section of the youtube channel um you can check out big little feelings which is something that we've talked about a couple times already whether you've seen that on the dad verb channel or on this podcast uh and then uh dr becky at good inside uh you can find her on instagram at good inside i think she's got like a like a subscription it's like 89 dollars or something like that to get her course uh ben yeah and i do i yeah i do want to say uh so she just released her recent ted talk on repair with kids Um, So she was able to get that. So if you subscribe to her podcast, one of her last episodes, um, if you kind of look back in the history is about repairing with your children. So we talked through this long conversation about, you know, sometimes you're no matter what with positive discipline techniques, like you're going to lose your cool at some point as a parent, you're going to, you're going to yell at your kid. You're going to feel terrible about it. How do you fix it? What happens next? Because Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing to avoid you know, isolation and shame and some of these other emotions that they might experience. And she gives some really good concrete steps on how to repair 
with yourself, right? I'm a good parent that had a hard moment and I have a good kid that had a hard moment and now we need to fix this. Um, so one of the, one of the best, I think talks I've heard, um, about, you know, kind of when discipline goes wrong and how to, how to fix it once you've gotten through that process. Mm. Uh, so we are going to have those, uh, just a bunch of resources down below, uh, for you. And Becky is really great. <laughs> She'll be like walking around on like the streets in New York. She's like, I just had a fight with my daughter. Here's what I did. And then she like, <laughs> like breaks down like her, her mental process. So it's uh, it's really cool. All, all things that, uh, frankly I need to work on. Um, so, okay. We've gone at length. Let's hit this next segment. Um, fostering a love for reading. Um, hmm. I do. You, who wants to kick this off? I've I've, I've spoken at length already. <laughs> already, any of you guys want to want to start off here? Uh, yeah, I'm happy to. Um, mm-hmm. so I guess we, you know, Andrew, your kids are a little bit older, as we've talked about, so they um are probably reading on their own. I'm guessing Henry is at this point, and yep. and Colin's probably on his way. Mm-hmm. Um. So with our with our three year old and um, not as much with our eight month old, we've we've been a little more lackadaisical uh, with her. Um, but we have read to our three year old every night, except for I can probably count on one hand how many nights we haven't because we've either we've not been in the same physical location. But we have read to him every night since the day he was born. Mm. Um, one of those things that it's one of those things that we just made a part of bedtime routine and it's sort of a non-negotiable, right? Unless we walk in and he's already passed out and we just have to put him down to bed. Um, if we're awake and he's home and we're home, um, we will sit down and, and read a book together. Um, mm-hmm. usually two, three books. Um, and then at some point, this is kind of a more recent thing. He has started to want to read after we've done the bedtime routine. And so what we do is we give him not, and he can't, I mean, he's three, he can't read yet, but we give him the option. So we'll leave his, he's got a, like a timer on his lamp. So we'll leave it on for 10 minutes where he can sit and like look at books by himself um, as part of his bedtime routine. And just sort of, he will, he has a knack for like memorizing the book. So we read him a book once or twice and he can basically repeat the book back to us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's really kind of, I think part of reading to him every night has really kind of upped his ability to like assimilate vocabulary and mm. like cadence and tone and sentence structure and all of that. Um, and so that's just something he, he does now, like he'll sit and just like read a book quote, you know, air quotes in his bed. Um, and when he doesn't know the words to a book, he'll actually come out and say like, dad, can you read this to me? I don't know the words to this one. And it's because he mm. hasn't memorized like what's in the book yet. Right. Um, right. And so we'll see how that goes with our daughter. Um, but it seems to be that like when he's by himself and he wants to do something quiet, like he'll pick up a book and bring it to his sister or he'll pick up a book and go sit in his bed and, and read or do a puzzle or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're hoping that, that that is something that will carry forward in the future. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, I know, uh, Andrew, your, your, your kiddos are a little bit younger, but I mean, have you kind of, uh, pushed yeah, anything? we're still in the chewing on books phase for the yeah, most part. Yeah, that's how it No, is. um, <laughs> so we bought these little, they're called indestructibles and they're, they're made of Tyvek. So it's print, they're books printed on Tyvek and mm-hmm. both of our daughters love to play with them. Um, the older one is now figured out like at about one 
I don't know, maybe 12, 13 months. She figured out how to turn pages. And so mm-hmm. what we'll do is we'll sit and turn pages, but she doesn't have the attention span to listen to the story yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so like she'll want to turn the pages, but yeah. she doesn't want to wait for me to read what's on the page mm-hmm. to her. Yeah. Um, and so I have opted for story time will show up when she kind of can sit through a whole book. Right. 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 Um, and cause I, I was, I was with Ben. I really tried those first probably month to mm-hmm. read to her every night. And at some point I was in a dark room reading children's books to a sleeping child to myself. And, <laughs> and Ben, you're doing better than I am. Cause I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah, I'm no. Um, so we're going to go with that. Like, next page but i'm already mm-hmm. planning on like i have all of Grimm's fairy tales the originals not the like nice disney versions right all the real uh, yeah. real gory original ones yeah like <laughs> yes like my plan is to read the greek myths in their entirety right like i want my kid to show up in like sophomore year of high school and be like yeah that's not how that fairy tale goes like that's your this is some edited adapted version you're not correct beowulf <laughs> doesn't happen like that um (laughs) but so that's we're gonna do it i'm guessing it'll happen around two or three she's finally Mm -hmm. getting to the point where she understands how to turn the pages in order Mm -hmm. and she's starting to point at the objects in the book as they relate to words that i'm saying so Mm -hmm. like we have one of those touch and feel duck books and she'll finally like where's the duck there's the duck where's the duck's nose right she's doing mm-hmm. we're working on faces right now so we're really good at ear nose eyes uh mm-hmm. ear nose eyes mouth teeth working on right. teeth because sister's mm-hmm. growing teeth um yeah so that's again we've taken a far more lackadaisical approach than ben has to reading but mm-hmm. our daughter picks up and plays with her books probably every day and she mm-hmm. won't she won't even watch tv which is kind of good i guess for an 18 month old Mm. to not like she won't zone in i can't even put on sesame street or anything and have her be like no interest so that's gonna be hard Mm. later i'm sure but uh so we we pretty much covered the uh the early stage i mean for ours for us it was kind of similar um you know we just we read to to our boys every single night and you know to, to andrew's point you know they would just they weren't ready, you know, so they would just start, uh, they would start flicking through. Uh, some nights they had like a bottle in their mouth and they'd be holding the bottle. So they give me the opportunity to like actually like get through a book. Um, but the, the early books, you know, um, uh, you know, sticking with you know, even just like simple picture books, you know, where it would just have like bird, dog, cat, you know, all that. Like these books from like Love Every Kits. Um, it was, you know, really nice. Um, and then over time, you know, it just, it was just pure exposure. Sometimes they were into it. Sometimes they weren't, but it was just pure exposure. Uh, and then Henry, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know about how to develop a good reader, but Henry just like picked up, you know, he's just like, I, I'm ready to read. He just like showed it. He's just like, what does this say? What, how do you spell this? What do you, and he just like wanted to read. And it's great. He's a reader. Now uh, we now play 
Pokemon a lot, and he just because now he reads each card, and he's like, oh, it does this. And it's just amazing when you have a reader. It just opens up a whole new uh, fun thing. And you know, and Colin is he's getting there. Uh, we read every single night, but what I've done with Colin as he gets older, as he's gotten older, is I ask him questions. You know, so we had like these little Paw Patrol books mm-hmm. uh, where like Chase had to save Jake because the ice fell through. You know, and then so I was like, so who had to save Jake? He's like Chase did, you know. So just like understanding what's being told mm-hmm. to him. So I, it's like you know, mini it's quizzes after each little page. Understanding yeah. the, the comprehension. Yeah, making sure he's following along. Because <laughs> that's the thing. If I sometimes if I just yeah. read through, he'll I'll just like lose the kids, and all of a sudden I'll just like notice that they're just kind of like staring right. off or like dancing mm-hmm. around, you know. But if I, you know, it's a good way to stay engaged. You know, like there's actual story happening here, and there's things to be learned. Uh, so and it's every single night we'll read multiple books um to to the kids and it's just exposure uh but if you want like good tips on like how to get like a a ready reader um there is a good instagram it's a girl named riley lunt she has an instagram called montessori by june uh i will we'll have it linked but uh, she has like a full course of basically like reading preparation for for like pre-k toddler age kids uh, and she she has like a lot of great tips, but yeah, on Instagram you can find her as uh, Montessori at June. Uh, a lot of great tips there for sure. Um, guys, you guys have anything to uh, to add here? If not, we'll just kind of start closing things out and get into a Discord comment. Going once, going twice. Nah, yeah, I'm good. Uh, all right. Well, uh, so let, let's we're just gonna migrate to a quick Discord and we'll close things out. Uh, Zach Young. Uh, comments that I had a question with bottle feeding guys. We always have like feeding questions, huh? I had a question with the bottle feeding. I've been trying to find a way to feed my daughter. It's better. It's a big topic. It's obviously not big ongoing topic. I've been trying to find a way to feed my daughter, uh, then her coughing, uh, or, or a good wait, 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 I'm, I'm misreading here. Um, apparently the milk is falling into her neck, uh, uh, during feeds. milk neck. Yeah, it smells so delicious. Uh, we've tried pacing, but she seems like she yeah. wants the whole nipple full of milk. Um, so yeah, I, I guess we're having a dribble problem, uh, and and all that. Uh, has I haven't seen comments on this. Has anyone uh, chimed in on this? Oh no, we, we went we went for an hour. Good stuff, and. Uh, uh, sum that up. Sum, sum that up for us. Uh, for for anyone who who isn't active in our Discord. Um, so the gist of it was it, Zach was struggling, or I'm assuming his name is Zach, was struggling to figure out like how to hold his daughter. Um, you know why she wasn't eating, when she would eat, if she was eating enough. I mean, it was it was basically all of the new dad, and it's ironic that I'm saying new dad because. Like I had these same fears less than two years ago. Um, (laughs) But he was having all the like, how do I feed my kid and make sure my kid is getting enough food anxiety, right? right? And so I was just kind of talking him off the ledge. Um, And and I put it on here as a, look, this is is something every dad goes through, right? That first, how do I feed my kid? Are they getting enough food? Um, We just did the baby Brezza thing. Mm-hmm. last week or the week before like right that's been on our list a couple of times um and so to articulate it longer 
shorter than I texted him, but longer than I probably need to. Um, your kid will tell you when they're hungry. They will make it fairly clear there are obvious signs, right? Lip smacking, uh, fussiness, restlessness. They will suck the nipple into their mouth most of the time and and keep sucking on the nipple until they're done, right? Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot with our daughters. One of the ways I tested is they would stop. They'd take a break. They'd go for like a minute, and then they'd be like, okay, I'm just going to take a breather. And I'd slowly pull the bottle out, and they'd suck it right back in and keep going, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just lots of little things that that aren't aren't part of baby mom's formula feeding TikTok video, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they don't provide this information, but it's it, it, I think a lot of it is we're overthinking it. Yeah, um, it your, your daughter, son will tell you when they need food, when they are full. Right. Um, I think for Zach, one of the things he was, at least from our chat was struggling with was whether or not his daughter could breathe. And so that was a big thing for him. What angle should she be at? Where should the bottle be positioned? And I'm like, the pediatrician yeah. told me this in the hospital, your child has all the tools necessary to eat and breathe. As long as there is not something obstructing their nose or mouth, mm-hmm. they will puke it all up and they will breathe again or they will. Right. And you, you might be wearing it. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. But they will start to breathe again. So it's your job to make sure their nose is clear when they have that nipple in their mouth. And that is just a matter of paying attention. But um, we had a lot of conversation about like position and I'm a football dad. Right, head went in the armpit. There you go. Feet at the thing. Held the bottle. I got good enough. I could run the remote with the left hand. Um, but <laughs> and it, but it really was learning how to hold the bottle so that I didn't block a nostril. Um, mm. And getting a nipple with good vents was key. Anyway, I've pontificated enough on that one. It was about an hour-long conversation. Zach was very happy by the end of it. But it keeps coming up, and so I think it's going to be something that we're going to keep talking about because it is a, it's the first anxiety. It's a big anxiety, right? And, and if you don't do it right, bad things happen. So um, I just, for whatever reason, it keeps popping up regularly. Well, guys, ben? if you, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead, Ben. No, if you no, nothing to add there. there. I mean, your, your kids will figure it out. Um, you know, the biggest, biggest thing is like when they first come out, they don't, they generally know how to eat, but you know, maybe they have an issue latching, maybe their latch isn't deep enough, blah, blah, blah. Talk to a lactation consultant, talk to your pediatrician, as long as they are not concerned with how your child is progressing, don't worry about it. Um, some kids are just messier eaters. Some kids spit up more than others. It happens. Uh, my daughter spit up a lot more than our son. Nothing wrong with her. Just happened to be how she ate. Um, even now she gets a messier chin than, you know, our son ever did. And that's just how it works out. It's perfectly okay. Um, you know, more, more often than not, you're not going to do anything to hurt them. Um, because you're, you're careful. And, and if you care enough to ask the question, you care enough to be careful during the process and are, are probably overthinking it, probably doing much better than you give yourself credit for. Well, and a baby wipe to the neck will get rid of that cheese smell 
in a heartbeat. Just be regular about it. You always, always got to be wiping that neck, guys. If you want to join our Discord community, you can follow the link uh, in the description of this video. Thank you for listening to the Dad Verb podcast. Uh, for all you new and expecting dads out there, don't miss the opportunity to check out dadverb.com for uh, dad courses up through year one of fatherhood it's a great valuable resource to help you on your way into parenthood into fatherhood and then you get free access to the discord uh through that course special thanks to my hosts andrew saunders ben brown thank you uh, again and uh guys show your support by liking subscribing on youtube and leaving us some comments to read again thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode of the dadver podcast peace